Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps. Entry 82. Changi Village, Singapore. Young man, can I get anything for you? Asks Augustine, cheerily standing up as I arrive at his neighborhood coffee shop in Clementi. I tell him that it's okay and I'll call over the drink stall auntie in a bit. He seems hurt for just a moment and I think I know why. I explain to the 75-year-old gentleman that it's not that I don't think he's capable. I just want to get settled down first before I order my kopi. He responds not with skepticism or defensiveness as I had expected, but with a hearty laugh and a pat on my back. My boy, don't worry. I'm not sensitive about my age, he says reassuringly. It's just that I've been in the hotel industry my whole life. All habits, despite my best intentions, die hard. Augustine tells me proudly how, since his 20s, he's worked as everything from a cleaner all the way up to a general manager. He built a career that helped support his family. So, you can imagine how strange it felt to retire, he says. He has since learned to enjoy his golden years, though he does look back fondly on his time in hospitality. Which is why he was so eager to meet with me. Everyone wants to know about celebrities or politicians I've met. But very few people ask about ghost stories, he says excitedly. This is obviously my cue to fish out my recorder, so I make sure to wave the drink store auntie over before I ask Augustine to start from the beginning. In 1986, Augustine was working as a night shift front desk clerk in a Changi village hotel. Back then, that neighborhood was, uh, how do I put this, pretty uh, colorful, he tells me with a smirk. Still, the drunks and good time Charlies never gave me any trouble, or at least more trouble than I could handle. It certainly helped the hotel's staff 
were friendly and capable. This was Augustine's first job as a clerk, and his more experienced colleagues quickly made sure he knew that he was supported. I don't think I could have wrapped my head around all the admin work if not for them, he confesses. There was one piece of advice, however, that they had offered him early during his time there that didn't make sense to him. Well, not at first, anyway. They told me to stay clear of one particular room, he says. When he asked them why, though, his colleagues would just brush him off. The closest he ever got to an actual answer was something Jaya, one of the older front desk clerks, had told him. We all know that a lot of this area is uh, dirty. There are some places, though they are dirtier than others. Augustine certainly wasn't a complete non-believer in the supernatural. Of course, I had heard some truly frightening accounts. We all grew up in the kampong. Who hadn't heard a ghost story or two? He says. But that's all they were to him. Stories told by friends of friends. Still, out of respect to his co-workers, Augustine tried his best to never put a guest in that room. Until one particular night. The hotel hadn't seen business like this in a while. Even when Augustine took into account that it was the mid-year holidays, they were pretty much fully booked for the next month or so and had to turn away a number of guests every day. Which wasn't a problem for me by this point, Augustine says. He had learned over the last six months how to speak to guests, to placate the difficult ones, to make himself memorable to the generous ones, to be invaluable to the ones who demanded discretion and to be ever-present to the ones with families. But there was one guest that he just couldn't turn away. A young woman named Natalie had flown in from Malacca because her mother had passed on. She had no relatives here, or at least none that would speak to her, and she needed a place to stay. All the other hotels she tried were fully booked too, and this was the last place left to try. Augustine couldn't help but feel sympathetic to her plight. After all, I had grown estranged from my own family over the last couple of years too, he says, his tone growing a touch more melancholic. When it was my mother's time, though, I knew I wanted to be there. The 
only room available was the one that everyone had warned him about. He thought about how he'd feel in that scenario. If he was desperate to be at his mother's funeral and some hotel clerk wouldn't let him stay in their establishment only because the final room available was particularly dirty. Augustine passed her the key to the room and tried to get one of the bellboy's attention. However, they were either busy or, oddly enough, seemed to not even notice him. So, he escorted her up by himself. Augustine remembers the smell of the carpets that lined the hotel's corridors. They always smelled aged, he says, his nose even now wrinkling at the thought of it. Even the newer carpets, aged but mixed with the strong, sharp scent of cleaning liquids. However, the carpet on the eighth floor, where the dirtier room was, reeked of something else as well. Earth. It made me feel like something ancient dwelt on that floor, he says. On this night, as he guided Natalie to her room, that stench was stronger than ever before. The woman didn't seem to notice. Too much on her mind, Augustine reasoned. But he certainly did. And he definitely noticed the faint sound of growls and groans as they got closer to the room. Like a cross between a dying man and a ravenous beast. As they arrived at the door of the room, there was no doubt that the noise was coming from within. Every fiber of Augustine's being told him to run. He turned to Natalie. She was still lost in her thoughts. I hoped that if she heard it too, then I had enough of a reason to get out of there, he says. But looking at her reminded him why he had let her here in the first place. She had nowhere else to go. I reasoned that it was my imagination, that all my colleagues' warnings were playing tricks on my mind, he tells me. Her problems, though, they were real. Augustine turned the knob and flung the door open. The sound stopped, and for a brief moment, he felt relief. It really was 
just all in his head. But then the sound returned. A growl and a groan, louder than ever. What was that? Natalie gasped. Augustine turned to her, just in time to catch her reaction change from confusion to terror. Augustine followed her line of sight back to the door, and from within the unlit room, something moved towards them. Even in the darkness, they could see it. Its face looked human, but indescribably hideous, covered in warts, welts, and pus. Some of its flesh was peeling off, and when it grinned at them, it bared gnarled, sickly yellow teeth. That wasn't the first thing that struck Augustine and Natalie, though. What caught their attention immediately was that it was very, very tall. It was crouching down to fit in the room, and even then, it somehow seemed like it was far larger than the space it occupied. It let out that growl and groan again, but this time, it sounded maliciously playful. The creature was laughing. And that was when both Augustine and Natalie blacked out. When Augustine came to, he was in the staff break room, surrounded by his colleagues. Natalie, however, was nowhere to be seen. He kept asking about the guest he was with, but the only responses he received were blank, worried stares. The longer he waited for an answer, the more frantic he grew. Finally, Jaya stepped forward, gripped Augustine by the shoulders, and told him sternly, there was no guest I reviewed the CCTV footage of the night before I left that morning. And they were right, Augustine says thoughtfully. Augustine seemingly just walked up to the eighth floor all of a sudden and stopped in front of that room all by himself. After he reached the room, though, the CCTV suddenly went dark. 
for about 20 seconds. When it came back on, Augustine was on the ground. A minute later, one of the bellboys found him and quickly alerted front desk. I told Jaya the whole story about the creature and about Natalie, Augustine says. He looked at me seriously and told me that I needed to see a a specialist immediately. Don't go home, he said. Don't waste any more time. Despite being prayed over and blessed by the specialist, though, Augustine still fell ill and remained mostly bedridden for a week. When he finally returned to work, Jaya explained to him what had happened. The girl you saw, Jaya said, she died in this hotel last year. The girl was visiting town for her mother's funeral, but she had a heart attack in her room. On the ninth floor, directly above that room. Augustine was more confused than ever now. But Jaya continued. I told you already, some places are dirtier than others. What you saw in the room on the eighth floor, it feeds on people. Both living and dead. The creature, Augustine reasons, must have lured both him and Natalie's spirit to the room somehow. I was lucky, I guess, he says mournfully. I suppose whatever that thing did, it has a far greater effect on spirits than it does on the living. We both sit silently for a moment before he shakes off the pall that's threatened to descend upon us. He notices that I'm almost done with my copy and gets up to head to the drink store. Don't worry, he tells me. His tone cheery, Again, my next two stories don't end quite as sadly. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production. Created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray. With art direction by Jolene Lim. And recorded on Audio-Technica Mics.